Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Here on the Hill. Have a great show. We'll see you tomorrow. Tonight, from crisis to chaos. We have no real chance here to make a law. The bipartisan immigration bill goes down in flames. We remain status quo, and that just is, is, is horrible when you consider what's currently going on. Copying migrants still don't face justice, and funding for Ukraine could grind to a halt. Supporting this bill is standing up to Putin. Who will voters blame for everything falling apart? Back to the future. And I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France. President Biden mistakes the current president of France for one that died 30 years ago. Is making the age issue a winning argument? And guilty. On count one of involuntary manslaughter, as to Madison Baldwin, we find the defendant guilty. For the first time, a school shooter's parent faces jail time for their child's killing. The fairness or unfairness of it all. On this vote, the yeas are 214 and the nays are 216. The resolution is not adopted. Just in the past 10 minutes or so, the Republican-controlled House failed to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, yet another embarrassing defeat for Republicans. More on that in just a minute. But first, as we welcome you to the Ferris Show on television, between the White House and Capitol Hill, Washington failed all of us tonight. The president, the House, and the Senate. The massive border Ukraine and Israel bill appears to be dead. There's a chance it could be brought back to life by more negotiations. But quite simply, the people who are elected by us to occupy those offices on either end of Pennsylvania Avenue would rather use the border and Ukraine funding as a campaign slogan than solve our national security problems. Here's the president today. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. That's objectively not true. President Biden could use an executive order to effectively close the border tomorrow. He won't. It would give up far too much political capital. But this is posturing on both sides. As we always say on this show, never underestimate Republicans' ability to screw things up. And they gave President Biden a huge gift. Even if the bill passed, the bill that Republicans say is terrible, even if the bill passed, the border would still be a mess in November. Republicans have said so. They said the bill won't even work. So for the first time, Democrats are really concerned. Polls show that women and swing voters aren't happy about the immigration system. This video of illegal immigrants beating up a New York City police officer is the start 
of the story really changing. The video and others like it have changed the conversations surrounding the open border. We have a lot more on the illegal immigrants who beat the police officers up, how they were let out on bail, how then they escaped to Phoenix, on and on and on, a little later in the show. But Republicans couldn't get their ducks in a row to support legislation that even the Border Patrol Union backed. So just think about what Republicans could have done today. They could have passed the bill as imperfect as it was. The border would still be a mess in November. And this fall, they could say, we tried. We compromised. We worked with President Biden. And still the border is a mess. And then Republicans would say, elect us and we will fix it. But no, they torpedoed the bill and gift-wrapped President Biden's response to any complaint or question about the border from now until November. We start with Mike Huckabee, former governor of Arkansas, two-time presidential candidate. It's good to see you as always, sir. Um, Look, I I am never a fan of making uh, one Republican answer for all Republicans. Uh, But you think about what's happened today and the way Republicans have looked, and especially this vote now that just failed, uh, that Republican leadership brought to impeach Alejandro Marcus, and it fails. Why? Well, I think the uh, simple answer is the border bill isn't a border bill. It's a Ukraine bill. It's $120 billion. More than half of it is about Ukraine. Add the Israel component in there. This was one of those great big omnibus bills where Congress does what they typically do. They screw it up by putting so many different things in there that are not connected to each other that it makes it easy for people to oppose on principle. So the idea that this was going to have anything to do with the border Uh, Anything of substance, still letting 5,000 people in a day, 1.8 million a year. I think most Republicans looked at that and said, this is nonsense. Joe Biden owns the broken border. He was the one who put executive orders in place on day one and bragged about it, how he was not Mm -hmm. going to continue those Donald Trump policies that were so awful. But those awful policies had us a pretty secure border. Now we've got people who are taxpayers in places like Boston, mothers of four who can't send their kids to a community center because it's filled up with illegal aliens. Uh, cops are getting the crap beat out of them in New York City on the streets. Yeah. And before they get out of the hospital, the people who beat them up are walking down the street giving the finger to America. People are getting gift cards, gift cards, who shouldn't even be in this country. We've got veterans who don't get uh, as governor, much you get no in argument. benefits. Yeah, you, you get no argument in me about how messed up the border is. I'm talking about the politics of it, of, of the appearance for, that Republicans just can't shoot straight. And we can agree or disagree on the 5,000, whether it lets actually 5,000 in or that's the circuit breaker. I get the talking point. But you understand that Republicans are now actively opposing a bill that the Border Patrol Union, that's been very outspoken on the border, says is something that they need. Take a listen. When you talk about putting a cap on the number of people that we take into custody before we shut down the border, when there is no cap currently, that is a huge tool. When you talk about that we can't release single adults, including military-aged men, that is a huge tool. So there are very big tools in this bill. The Border Patrol Union endorsed Donald Trump in 2020. They've been very, very outspoken about President Biden's failures on the border, which, as you laid out, and fair people would agree, are numerous. So why would Republicans oppose something the Border Patrol says would help? Well, the Border Patrol, I think, understandably, are looking for any, any ideas at all that might help them. This would be better than the nothing they're getting now. But the question is, you say, well, we're only going to let 5,000 in. 
Well, what does the law say? The law says you don't let anyone in who doesn't have a legal reason to be. And if they're looking for asylum, they apply for asylum in the country of origin, not once they cross the border. So I think what Republicans did in H.R. 2, they did put a bill out. They passed it. The Senate Mm -hmm. won't take it up. So it's unfair to say that the Republicans won't do anything. The Republicans have done something. They did it some weeks ago. But it's the Democrats who have held it up. So the the fact is, if Joe Biden really wants to close the border, he can do it. He clearly doesn't want to. He wants to use this as a campaign issue. I think it's going to backfire like an exploding cigar in his face. But he thinks he can win and blame this on Donald Trump, who hasn't been in office in three years. So that's ridiculous. I mean, that is beyond absurd that he says it's Donald Trump's fault. No, it can't be Donald Trump's fault. I think you heard me in the open. I said that it's objectively untrue what President Biden Biden said. That that said, what's true and what happens in politics don't necessarily uh, form congruent lines, if you will. I think you and I both know that. And I'm wondering if 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 you don't worry right, of uh, this appearance that Republicans just can't shoot straight. You've got the, the impeachment of Mayorkas failing. It was a big talking point for Republicans for a long time when they didn't impeach Joe Biden. It was, OK, we're going to impeach the DHS secretary. That just failed today. Uh, they're even getting grilled by, by Fox News anchors about why not do something on the border and pass this bill or at least continue the negotiations on it. Optics matter, don't they? Well, they do matter, but you also have to have substance. And you can have the most beautiful picture of a pie and put it on the menu, but when people eat it, it makes them sick. That's what we have. We have some legislation that was hurried through. People didn't have but a few hours to look at it, and they were told, let's just go for it. And a lot of Republicans, and I think a lot of the American public, said to heck with that. Uh, This is not a border bill. This doesn't really fix the border. Uh, you know, if Congress was really serious about fixing the border, Leland, didn't they have two years of all the mm-hmm. levers? They had the White House, they had the House, they had the Senate. How many bills did they put in the two years that they had to fix the border? How many years did they have and what did they do in those two years to deal with the immigration issue at all? I would suggest to you they did absolutely well, nothing. Well, that's a... I mean, due respect, they actually put forth the bill, President Biden did, that offered a pathway to citizenship for 11, illegal, 11 million illegal immigrants and didn't do much to secure the border. So they did do something. It yeah. just didn't pass. It was, it was a terrible uh, idea that I don't think yeah. the American people supported the idea of just saying, oh, 11 million new voters? No. Why not? Heck yeah. Let's do it. Of course it didn't go over. That's no. the point. The Democrats have not come up with something that does what I think the majority of Americans, even Democrats, people in these inner cities like New York, Washington, Chicago, they're up to here with this stuff. And uh, I, know, I, look, I, I agree with you. Had a chance in the polling. Yeah, the polling says the same thing. Uh, just in terms of how fed up people are. Actually, we're heading to New York next. Governor, yeah. it's always good to see you. We'll be down in Arkansas to see you soon before Super Tuesday, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Leland. Take care. All right. The border conversation it really did change this week. All of a sudden. It wasn't because of what politicians said. It was just because of a piece of video, a few pieces of video, in fact. Waves of migrant crime in New York. Police arrested 62 illegal immigrants across five boroughs in a string of robberies, purse snatches, and assaults. Here they're being brought into the police station. You can see the woman on your screen getting dragged by a motorcycle after someone robbed her. Meantime, as the governor said, one of the eight illegal immigrants caught on camera beating up cops was indicted today. His next court date is March 25th. He was out of jail. 
Of the eight arrested for assaulting cops, six were charged and five freed without bail. Four then fled the state. Three have been picked up in Arizona. With this now, Councilwoman Vicky Paldino, Councilwoman from the Northeast area of Queens. Hey, it's good to see you. It's been too long, ma'am. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm interested in this. Uh, eight migrants arrested, six charged, five freed without bail. One had been released from Brownsville due to capacity issues. Two were removed uh, from the United States, then re-entered, and two entered through the northern border. Because of this incident, how is it, how is it that this incident changed the conversation in New York about illegal immigration? Well, it hit home for sure. I mean, it just became more of a reality. And thank you for having me on and good evening to you. Yeah. Uh, it became uh, the reality of the actual violence that's taking place in the city of New York that is being caused by this migrant crisis that we have here. Uh, just earlier this week, what are we on, Tuesday? Uh, over the weekend, we had 173,000. Now we have 175,000. The number just keeps going up and up and up. Uh, you know, Bragg is known for not prosecuting. Bragg is probably the worst DA to happen to the city of New York. And uh, let me say this, that the uh, mayor, uh, excuse me, this, uh, the governor could fire Bragg tomorrow if she wanted to. But they hmm. don't. So what this did was this flipped it all around. We physically saw our cops being assaulted on a street a few blocks off of Times Square, a main hub for our tourism and for New Yorkers. Look at it, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And let's remember, ICE, we cannot deport anybody. We cannot report their immigrant status under right, the- Right, no, it's uh, a sanctuary city. Right. I'm, I'm curious about this because Mayor Adams has talked so much about how the, the migrant crisis, if you want to call it that, this crisis of 175,000 people is is bankrupting the city. It's causing so many problems. And then at the same time, they're offering free shelter, free food, and now prepaid credit cards. And I'm wondering how the mayor thinks that he is going to tell people to stop coming when he's offering them free credit cards. Well, obviously, it's just uh, saying, come on in, come on. Uh, yeah. You know, under the guise of saving the city uh, millions of dollars on the end side of this. He's starting this with 500 families and with 500 families getting $35 a day. Let me, let me say something here. One of the main reasons for these cards are so that they could purchase the food that they're used to eating from the, uh, the countries that they come from. They were unhappy with the food that we were giving them uh, in the shelters. They were throwing it out for garbage. They were complaining. Uh, that they weren't eating native food from their, from their homelands. This is absolutely ludicrous. It's ridiculous. And uh, we just had, we hung the uh, welcome sign out. We're going to see what happens mm. with this. We know on, on the surface is a disaster. But let's Council go back woman, to the forgive me, forgive me for, for one second. I, I, there's something deeper here that I think is going on. And there is a realization in New York that had been so welcoming and sort of looked down at the rest of the country of, oh, how can you be worried about the border crisis? This is we are a city of immigrants on and on and on. Gerald Baker uh, of The Wall Street Journal. Uh, mm -hmm. The deeper reality is that this isn't our values that have failed. We are witnessing instead the most powerful indictment of a political and cultural elite whose hegemony is long overdue to meet its nemesis. And I'm wondering, 
You're a conservative in New York, which makes you a fairly rare thing. Um, I don't want to say a unicorn, but pretty close. Um, are, are, are you all of a sudden seeing a shift politically that is of people who would not normally uh, or used to even in the past be uh, quite pro-immigrant, part of that cultural uh, elite? What, what I'm seeing here is a shift in moderate Democrats being totally fed up. Uh, nobody likes what's going on here in the city of New York. Uh, most New Yorkers are viewing this as absolutely preposterous, and it needs to be stopped. Uh, when is enough enough? So mm. what, I, what I've been saying lately on the news is that, you know, there's no such thing as a moderate Democrat uh, when it comes to mm. an elected official. There are, however, moderate Democrats who live in this city, who have a great deal of common sense, who, re who reject this ruthless lack of law and order. We have, you know, this, these streets have become, uh, it's become the wild, wild west. And nobody's being held accountable. And everybody's shaking no, their head and, and they're, they're saying, how come, how is this happening? Well, the simple reason is you voted for this. You voted for this. You know exactly what you get when you vote. And if you don't know what you get when you vote, then I'm sorry to say to the people of New York City, you better start to get educated really, really quick because we're not going to be able to take this. We got an election coming up in 24 uh, yeah, now you mean, in November. Uh, elections, elections have consequences. Uh, that's just Correct, the way it is. 100%, 100%. Um, Councilwoman, it's it's good to see you, ma'am. I'm going to use that about moderate Democrats. That's an interesting perspective. Thank you. A moderate President Democrat is, is good if you are a voter. A moderate Democrat, if you are an elected official, doesn't exist. They will always vote the party line. Always, no matter what. Got it. Thank you, ma'am. President Thank Biden you. confused the French president. Well, he confused the French president with one that died 30 years ago. He also forgot the name of Hamas. Will the media finally cover the age issue fairly? And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, said. And everyone wants to know if Taylor Swift's plane will make it to the Super Bowl on time. So why is her team threatening legal action against a college student who tracks her plane? The kid taking on the Swifties with us. See you in a minute. America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? President Biden confusing current French President Emmanuel Macron with former French President Francois Mitterrand. For those not up on their French history, Mitterrand died about 30 years ago. And of course, we all have forgetful moments. It just happens. But we aren't all the president of the United States, nor are we all basing our own presidential campaign on going after the other guy's mental deficiencies. Here's a Biden ad. Last night, Trump is at a rally. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. And he's going on and on mentioning me multiple times as to why I didn't handle January 6th better. Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. They don't want to talk about that. I wasn't in office then. 
They're saying he got confused. You have voter ID to buy a loaf of bread. You have you have ID to buy a loaf of bread. What? Colby Hall, News Nation contributor, founding editor of Mediaite, on balance resident philosopher with us now. Colby, can we finally have a fair conversation now about Joe Biden's age? Um, you know, I don't know where to begin. The American people deserve so much better uh, from both the, their presidential candidates, but especially the media. You know, I looked up, um, uh, there's a transcript service uh, that gives you topics that the news, television covered. The Macron-Mitterrand gaffe has not been mentioned once on CNN or MSNBC. And that to me is stunning. Um, those networks went long on the Nancy Pelosi, Nikki Haley confusion. This is the most powerful man in the world and the leader of the free world. And he is not cogent. And this should be something that we are openly talking about all the time. Why do you think it is? Is it that reporters are, are the old thing biased or do they hate Donald Trump so much they don't want to do anything that could possibly degrade Joe Biden? Is it that the White House press corps is still holding out hope that there is hope that at some point Joe Biden might have a press conference and then they might get called on? What is it? All of the above. I think mostly it's, uh-huh. it's, you know, there's people that think that it's unseemly, that, you know, a kind old doddering man, you don't sort of make fun of the kind grandpa. Um, but the kind grandpa, you know, has his keys to the weaponry that can blow up the world. I don't think that he's, um, you know, gone, but he's clearly in cognitive decline. And so, too, you know, Trump is way more like when Trump does these town halls, he's really got his his wits about him. But in some of his rallies, he also doesn't do much. And what's funny is MSNBC, for example, doesn't talk about the Trump gaffes because it brings attention to Biden's. And so there's this weird whistling past the graveyard. Neither of the emperors have new clothes and American deserves so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I think you make a good point that really no one is distinguishing themselves. I think what was interesting is that it is how it is then impacting the way the White House handles things, because they are keeping President Biden, uh, shall we say, uh, farther and farther from view. But there are times that they have to put him out, um, like today, uh, about the immigration bill. And they're sort of they have these moments where they think they can put him on the teleprompter and it's going to be OK. Uh, but then he gets a question. Take a listen. There is some movement and I don't want to I don't want to. Well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, the, the there's been a response from the opposition. But um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas. So the reporters had to prompt him uh, that Hamas is the terror group in Gaza. This would be the question, right? The one thing you can always count on reporters to do is at some point kind of be a little ashamed or chagrined about about things and almost get angry about their own issue of access. During the Trump administration, they got all all been out of shape about access and how many times the president took questions on and on and on. And is there a point that that the, the White House press corps is going to sort of be shamed into bringing up? This issue, uh, he di- he didn't do the Super Bowl uh, interview. 
may not debate. We don't know whether he'll debate uh, whoever the Republican nominee is. Hasn't done a, a network interview or any kind of press conference of substance in, in months. At some point, are the White House press corps going to be shamed into making this a story? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think that if they were, it, it, we would be seeing that now. I, I will say that there are good journalists that are openly talking about Biden's age and his apparent cognitive decline. They're not talking about it 24-7 because I think that's unseemly. But, you know, the White House, the White House is sort of prioritizing the sort of negative press that they're getting. And the best worst case scenario is they're having to defend a lack of access. The worst case scenario is giving him access and, you know, he steps in it. He says a gaffe, which is, you know, mm-hmm. they complain about not getting their message out. And at the same time, the Super Bowl interview will be viewed by 20 million people in what is largely a fair and nice sort of softball question. The fact that he's passing on that, I think, speaks volumes to where the White House aides are, that they're, it suggests that they're concerned. And, you know, yeah. you see them, uh, you know, in public and there's evidence that that's the case. I, I think you lay, you lay out the paradigm uh, for the chief of staff for head of communications on and on and on so well. Um, I have two I have two choices, both of which are bitter, would be the Arabic saying. Colby, good to see you. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking Thank you, of really. age, Ronald Reagan, the Gipper. He faced the same questions about age in 1984. At the time, he was 73, almost 10 years younger than Biden would be if Biden were to win re-election. But still, Reagan got the question. President Washington began this tradition in 1790 after reminding the nation that the destiny of self-government and the preservation of the sacred fire of liberty is finally staked on the experiment entrusted to the hands of the American people. For our friends in the press who place a high premium on accuracy, let me say, I did not actually hear George Washington say that. Even Tip O'Neill was laughing back there. President Biden also, President, President Biden, President Reagan, Having my own moment. President Reagan also answered the question you might remember in a debate, saying he would not make youth and inexperience an issue in the campaign. It's Reagan's birthday today. So with that, happy birthday, Mr. President. Ronald Reagan would be 113 years old. For the first time, a Michigan jury convicts the mother of a school shooter. Will Jennifer Crumbly's conviction change how parents look at their kids and their guns? of involuntary manslaughter as to Madison Baldwin, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. On count two of involuntary manslaughter in regards to Tate Muir, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. On count three as to involuntary manslaughter regarding Hannah Hannah St. Juliana, we find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. And in count four of involuntary manslaughter against Justin Schilling, We find the defendant guilty of involuntary manslaughter. Jury found Jennifer Crumbly guilty, as you heard, on all four counts of involuntary manslaughter. In November of 2021, her son walked into a school, his school, and killed four students. Hannah St. Julianne, Tate Mary, Madison Baldwin, and Justin Schilling injured a number of others. 
Prosecutors argued Jennifer knew her son had serious mental health problems and gave him a gun anyway. Of course, I look back after this all happened, and um, I've asked myself if I would have done anything differently, and I wouldn't have. I didn't really believe like everything was happening the way it was. It was surreal. Family law attorney De- Deborah Blum joins us now. Deborah, is this set a new precedent? You know, that's a great question. First of all, this law is specific to the state of Michigan, where the prosecutors decided to move forward for the first time, a historic verdict where parents were charged in connection with the mass shooting carried out by their son. Other states could move forward and be influenced by this, but this case is not binding on states outside of Michigan. Okay, so we think of... We think, think about that in the larger context, right, of, of all the things the mother sort of should have done or could have done, not to say that anybody who buys their kid a gun is then responsible for the gun, but if your kid has mental health problems, that, that may not be the best of ideas. Um, this is uh, her answering that question on the stand. Take a listen. And you don't deny that you didn't tell the school officials, Mr. Hopkins and Ejack, about the gun purchase on the 26th. No, we had stated that we went to the shooting range. I went to the shooting range with my son on Saturday. You didn't tell them that you had gotten him that Christmas gift? I didn't think it was relevant, no. How high of a bar did prosecutors have to meet on this? Well, I mean, it's clear that Jennifer shot herself in the foot, for lack of a better word, right? She omitted critical information in going to the school failing to mention the fact that she armed her clearly mentally ill son. So the prosecutors did have a very high bar, and I think it's going to be appealed because there's no specific law on the book that says a parent can be charged for their acts of their child at this level, maybe in family court. But what we also know is that the prosecution, well, the judge instructed the jury that Jennifer, they had to find that Jennifer Crumbly declined to fulfill her duty as a parent in Michigan and exercise reasonable care of protecting other people mm. from being hurt by her child. So she Deborah, took the how, stand. How much of this? How much of this was political? It's a it's a unique law in Michigan. Uh, you've got a governor in Michigan who wants to be president one day. We know that gun issues in schools is a big issue for Democrats. Does it feel that way to you? To me, it feels like tragically four beautiful teenagers lost their lives. And I think that this specific case, that mom took the stand and, you know, we could get to that political question, but she really did a terrible job in connecting with the jury. And there were so many extracurricular activities that she was doing with men outside of her marriage, et cetera, that she should have been, the prosecutors made it clear, she should have been focused on the the fact that her son was crying for help. And then the school, Hmm. the morning shooting, asked her to remove her child from the school, and she refused to do it. And then they all agreed that within 48 hours, he'd have to get mental health help. I think that the school could be culpable to some degree as well, because they there were instances where the teachers had said that he was acting violently, hmm. and they kept allowing him to go to Interesting. school. Interesting. You know, Fascinating case. Yeah. All right, Deborah, thank you very much. Coming up next, why so many members of Congress vote against Ukraine funding when it means jobs in their own home districts. George Will on the hypocrisy. It's time.
time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Tired of late night politics? Excuse me, if I just want to laugh, just a little. Stay up all evening with Antenna TV and enjoy your favorite classic sitcoms. Designing women. You're kidding! Oh, be still my heart. Becker. Check out the Hippocratic Oath. It doesn't mention nice. Wings. I'm laughing already. Classic comedy all day, all night on... No matter what, people need what you bring them. But sometimes a choice has to be made. You can make a safe one. Always expect a train. Know that trains can run on any track at any time in either direction. Understand that trains are faster and quieter than you think. You can stop track tragedies. Never try to beat a train. You are more important than your packages. See tracks? Think train. For more information, go to oli.org. That's my son, Jared. But the world knew him as recording artist Juice World. At the height of his fame, we lost him to an accidental drug overdose. I'm Carmela Wallace. I started Live Free 999 to remove the stigma and normalize conversations around mental health and substance abuse. I want to ensure that we never lose another Jared. Go to livefree999.org to learn more. If you need urgent support, text LF999 to 741741. Wait till you see the bike we got for Jake. It is the coolest thing. Hearing loss happens gradually with age, making it easy to ignore. Yet most older Americans aren't getting their hearing tested. Dad, can you hear me? Untreated hearing loss can keep your loved ones from enjoying what they cherish most. Don't let that happen. Speak up about hearing loss. You'll be glad you did. Brought to you by the American Speech Language Hearing Association. Want to catch some catchphrases? Oh, yes, Master. Sheepers. Here's Johnny. Chicken kiss my Catch classic catchphrases all day long on Antenna TV. What would we do, baby, without us? Do you sense a theme here? Your favorite sitcoms from the 80s and 90s are all in one place. Rewind TV. Just go to rewindtv.com and check it out. This is News Nation, reporting that's down the middle. That's why we're America's fastest-growing cable news network. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Veterans, do you take medication? At VA, prescriptions have a range of copay levels, from free to $5, $8, or $11 for a 30-day prescription, depending on your eligibility. Refill by mail, in person, or on VA's mobile app. Sign up at va.gov or call 1-800-MY-VA-411. This is an important message from the Mine Safety and Health Administration. Effective training is key to accident prevention. Always ensure miners are trained on safe work procedures in a language they understand. 
MSHA offers a wide variety of mine safety and health materials to assist trainers and mine operators. MSHA's educational field staff are available in all areas to assist with the training needs of miners and mine operators. MSHA wants miners to stay safe. For more resources, visit MSHA.gov. Many Americans have missed regular dental care in the past few years. It's important to see a dentist twice a year to identify any problems early. Taking care of your oral health helps overall health. Brushing at least twice a day with fluoride toothpaste and flossing daily can help prevent oral health problems. For more information, visit hrsa.gov oral health. Ashley Banfield and Chris Cuomo on America's fastest-growing cable news network, News Nation. The viewer seems to have been lost in the shuffle of cable news lately. They don't want a team sport. They want the full picture. The appetite is greater than it has ever been for perspective, for understanding, and for information that they can not just trust, but use. See why more people are turning to News Nation, news for all America. To find News Nation on your screen, go to joinnn.com. Matt Gates or Senator J.D. Vance. We did not agree to a border fig leaf to send another $61 billion to Ukraine. I'm on Team America, not Team Globalist or Team UN or Team Ukraine. Yet manufacturers in Gates' home state of Florida got nearly a billion dollars in work making weapons for Ukraine. In Ohio, where Vance is from, they got $729 million. George Wills here, Pulitzer Prize winning columnist for the Washington Post, News Nation senior political contributor. Normally, members of Congress love pork. They also love at least this generation of members of Congress posturing and playing to the base. The $60 billion they're talking about, Leland, is a rounding error on our trillion dollars of budgets. It would not pay the interest, the debt service on our national debt for three months. And yet they're making a scene about this. We are witnessing, I think, perhaps the most disgraceful moment in the 170-year history of the Republican Party. Putin made two wagers. He lost the first. The first was that he'd get to Kiev in a matter of days. When he didn't, he made another wager, which is that he could wait out the United States and, and the European Union, that we didn't have the stamina that we had when Stalin isolated Berlin and said, I dare you to try and feed Berlin by air with fuel and food, and we did. He's, Putin is wagering that we're not the country we used to be, and the Republicans seem determined to prove him right. Why? The base. Why does the base, why is this, how, why and how did this become an issue? Well, first of all, Americans generally don't like foreign policy. They don't want to, think, they don't want to spend money over, I understand all that. Isolationism is a kind of default position for human beings. Right. Leave us alone. But they also are, know that Biden wants it, and therefore they don't want it. And they also think that the United States can safely withdraw without bad consequences. Let me give you one consequence. If Putin occupies all of Ukraine, which eventually would happen if we let them go, he will control a quarter of the world's wheat exports. Now, we've seen him use energy as a weapon. We know he'd use food as a weapon. The costs would radiate and ripple across the, the, the globe in ways that these Republican isolationists have not contemplated. To be fair, I think there may be a middle ground. 
in that there's some serious problems with the aid to Ukraine. Inspector General report, the report found that American officials and diplomats had failed to quickly or fully account for the nearly 40,000 weapons sent to the front. Republicans uh, obviously using this evidence uh, to aid that Ukraine is not the best use of American dollars given issues with corruption um, in Kyiv. Do they have a point? They have a point, but it's an obvious point, which is that when wars come and nations are disabled and disorganized, and vast sums of money suddenly flow into a government without the infrastructure in hand. There is waste, there is fraud, and there is abuse. And that does not mean you should sell out the country that's fighting for itself. All right. 1938 at Munich, the Czechs were in danger from Germany, and the West, to its disgrace, said pressured them to accommodate Germany. The West, to its credit, when in February of 2022, when Moscow invaded Kiev, we stood up with them. Now, as I say, the Republican Party is in danger of selling this out. I think about uh, your long history of studying the Republican Party, and there is uh, a lot there to say that this is the most disgraceful moment uh, of it. Mr. Will, it's good, good to see, see you, sir. You. As always, thank you. From Ukraine to Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift's legal team says that they are going to take action against a college student who regularly tracks her private plane's whereabouts, just as the world wonders if she'll make it to the Super Bowl in time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, so it turns out that Taylor Swift on February 10th is doing a show in Tokyo on February 10th. The Super Bowl is February 11th. So if she left Tokyo at midnight, <laughs> she would arrive somewhere in Las Vegas around 11 a.m. on February 10th. That's Drew Barrymore uh, doing the math on whether Taylor Swift will make it to the Super Bowl. Swift wants to show up to watch her boyfriend play in the game, but she doesn't want anybody to know about it. In fact, she is threatening to sue a college junior who runs the social media account that tracks her $25 million private jet. Jack Sweeney, sleuth of the skies, back with us once again. Why are you doing this? You know, I believe that the information should be out there and that, you know, if it's out there, then it's, you know, available for people to do journalism on and share just like, you know, any other information that's out there. I mean, just like well, you Elon, know, accounts like that. Yeah, no, I think it's it's funny. You're equal opportunity on this, right? You've irritated a lot of famous people. We had you on when you were tracking Elon Musk's jet. Uh, he didn't like that very much, and you guys went back and forth. Uh, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Cuban, Donald Trump, Russian oligarchs. I guess what surprises me, and I'm wondering if it surprises you, that they think they can stop you. Yeah, um, I mean, really, the information's out there. And regardless if I do it myself, if I keep doing it or I discontinue doing it for any of these people, it, you know, other people have started doing it in, on Reddit and they have a whole group. And so 
it's really just created a bigger issue for them by trying to make me stop because they've, you know, the Streisland effect has brought it yeah. out there. What do your parents think about this? Um, they, uh, they're proud of me. Um, you know, in the, I, last uh, December, I got on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. And uh, so they're proud of me for that. But then uh, I've, you know, had some great accomplishments. But uh, it sure is scary at times. Yeah, I can imagine if you all of a sudden have Taylor Swift and Elon Musk threatening to sue you. There's a newsworthy element to this, I think, also, and just in terms of where celebrities are, where major you know, members of business are. Uh, and there's things they could do if they wanted to, uh, to, to make sure that there was ways not to track them. But I, I guess what I'm wondering is, are you surprised that it gets under their skin so much? Why do you think it does? Um, well, you know, several days before I received the letter from Swift's team, there was like many articles about her jet emissions. And I really think with her specifically, I think it's really towards the jet emissions is what it's really about um, and trying to hide that. But there's a lot of things that she, her team is not doing for her jet usage that she could be doing to tr- hide her jet. Like, for instance, it's not registered to a trust. It's registered to a company which she owns and through other documents through the FCC, you can see it's connected to her and it says she yeah. is 100% ownership. And yeah, you, you, you fi- you, I think you filed the Freedom of Information Act uh, yeah. request. Uh, you, said, you sent over some documents. It's amazing what you're doing. Jack, um, we're going to be following you, young man. You got, uh, I, we don't know what you're going to do, but it's going to be interesting stuff along the way. Thanks for joining us, all right? Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank day. you. All right. We invite you to sign up for War Notes. It gives you a free look at our thoughts on the most important issues of the day. It comes out at 4 p.m. It's how we put the show together. Go to warnotes.com and subscribe. You can also talk to us on social media, at Leland Vittert on Instagram and Twitter. Michael, in response to War Notes yesterday, wrote, I'm not good with analogies, but here it goes. The current border deal is like offering a parched person a drink of salt water. Does it quench their thirst? Yes. Will it kill them? Also, yes. Did make us laugh, Michael. Maybe the border compromise is more like hospice care. It's not really fixing the problem, but it does prolong the dying. In response to our reel on Instagram about the illegal immigrants who assaulted the officers at Blue Pupskate, would it be the same for citizens or do the illegals have more rights? It's a good question. It's hard to know, really, but illegal immigrants are the ones getting the city-issued prepaid debit cards because they didn't like the city food. In response to the same post on Instagram, Dot Enrico says, don't hate the player, hate the game. Being a sanctuary city doesn't mean he won't be deported. That's fake news. Hasn't been deported yet, and a sanctuary city makes it a lot harder to deport. As we reported earlier in the show, things are changing in New York City. In response to war notes over email last week, Sarah says, love reading these and crack up as I do, hearing your voice in my head. Thanks, Sarah. Please tell your friends why you subscribe. You too subscribe. Warnotes.com. On Twitter, and this was an interesting one, Metal Outlaw 88. At Leland Vitter, hey homie, do a little more research on cannabis. Thank you. I do not intend to do any research on cannabis, but he continues, your Zin piece definitely put an undue, overly negative spin on a medical plant that is already suffering from taboo miss. So, Metal, here is the deal. We did a story 
about Chuck Schumer, who wants to outlaw non-tobacco nicotine pouches known as Zin. For On Balance, we are into fairness. We believe in fairness. If you want to outlaw non-tobacco nicotine pouches, it is only fair that the same rules apply to everything. There's a lot of research that says nicotine is dangerous. There's a lot of research that says cannabis is dangerous. What we couldn't figure out is why Chuck Schumer wants to outlaw and regulate Zinn, but wants to decriminalize cannabis. There it is. Love to hear from you at warnotes.com. Subscribe, reply to the email, or at Leland Vitter on Instagram and Twitter. We'll see if Republicans can dig their grave even a little deeper in the next 24 hours when I'll see you again. Here's Chris. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris Cuomo. It's Tuesday. We're live. We have breaking news, so let's get after it. A jury in Michigan just found Jennifer Crumbly guilty of manslaughter. Guilty for a school shooting committed by her mentally ill teen son. Now, this is the first time a parent has been convicted in this country for a child's actions, especially involving.